Welcome to the Matt Mosley Show. When you started recruiting against those, those you know, who's who, and you're showing up at those tournaments. Uh, now, was that was, was there ever one of those moments, Scott, where you're like, oh, my gosh, there's, there's Bob Knight, there's, there's Coach K, and they famously crossed paths many, many years ago. Um, what, 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 was, that, was that pretty wild? I mean, obviously, you were exposed to a lot of coaches because of your dad. But that had to be, as a young coach, that had to be pretty interesting to go in one of those gyms and be recruiting and see some of those guys in the gym. No, no, no question. And at the same time, uh, your job was to beat them. And uh, uh, so you wanted to learn from them, follow them, see what they did well. But at the same time, uh, when you're competing, you're competing. And I know we recruited against them a lot more than we played against them because, uh, again, we only played that one time against them. But uh, as far as recruiting, we recruited several of the same players. And uh, unfortunately, he ended up getting most of them. <laughs> this is the Matt Mosley Show. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Ah, yes, Mosley and Ross. Garrett Ross in today, and um, we uh, continue down this path. And here in a few minutes, we will be talking to Baylor's latest. Actually, it's Nikki Collins' first signing. This is big. Landed a big time we were talking the other day, Baylor lost Moon Urson, great guard. She's going to go play with Kim at LSU. But, man, they have landed a big-time player from Oklahoma State. And uh, her name is Jamie Asbury, and she will be joining us in just a matter of uh, moments. Going to join us here at 3.05. Garrett Ross, do you like it when we hit the ground running? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I'm a guy who um, – you know, you'll hear people in radio sometimes, Garrett, and you've you've seen them, and they they try to book a million guests today. I just like to visit, but when we have a chance at some of these like big timers, we got to get them on. And um, I I really think that uh, I really think that this this player from Oklahoma State is going to be a godsend to, to Baylor. And Melissa Smith is coming back. Queen Egbo. You've got the makings of a of a tremendous uh, roster. I don't want to leave anybody out, but this is a really this is a really talented group. And um, and then my friend, uh, there's Sarah Andrews. One of those one player left us, but that was not that was Gusters. Hannah Gusters went to uh, Baton Rouge, but uh, Sarah Andrews, who who uh, stepped up late in that game in the Elite Eight. And that was a tough spot to be in with Dee Dee going down with that injury. But I think she's going to be a really fine guard, big time. And this, uh, I think Jamie is going to be excellent. And the, the news came out that she's transferring to Baylor. So Nikki Collin, the first big-time recruit, comes through the portal. And, uh, Garrett, you're someone who likes the portal. You like to peek in there and see who's in. What you want, uh, Garrett, you – you don't want everybody to leave you in the portal. You want to make sure occasionally somebody shows up from the portal in your town. And that is how Jamie Asbury has come to become uh, a, uh, a Baylor Bear. So I'm excited about this. And then, Garrett, before we get to that, and they'll be calling us here in a minute, you got, you know, uh, Kyle Robart's always on time, always making things happen. It's just the way he's wired. But there's a really cool story that's happening in the world of golf. And the U.S. Women's Open 
has started today. And you might say, well, mostly I didn't know you were, you know, that into women's golf. Well, I'm into all sorts of golf. I, I enjoy it. But uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about that. There's a Baylor player that is in the top ten of the U.S. Women's Open right now. That's pretty awesome. All right, good. We have an opportunity now uh, to talk to the newest Baylor Bear. It's a storied program. And from Stillwater, boy, the, the, the Pokes, they, they've got a great program there, and they've really been on the, uh, uh, on the come lately. But Jamie Asbury uh, comes to the Baylor Bears. Jamie, congratulations. And, uh, Thank let me you. Be, yeah, let me be one of the first to welcome you. I don't know if you're actually in Waco yet, but when you get here, we want to give you a big uh, Baptist greeting. So uh, congratulations on uh, on coming to Baylor. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's exciting news. Goes down uh, today. You had a really nice career going at Oklahoma State and uh, a breakout season you just came off of. Really one of the elite three-point shooters in the country. And, uh, and I'm sure Oklahoma State is very, very sad to lose you. Jamie, what was the, uh, what was the deciding factor? I noticed a few days ago you, you kind of let everybody know that you were going to be heading out. What was uh, – did you just feel like you, you, you wanted to, to uh, uh, a new start somewhere? I know you got two years left. What was, uh, what was the deciding factor in you transferring to Baylor? Um, I just, uh, I had, I'm graduating in August and like you said, I just wanted to, you know, have a fresh start and be in a new city. I've lived in Oklahoma for 20 years, so I think it's time for a change. <laughs> I, I like Tulsa, by the way, Tulsa's actually pretty and, uh, I, they, they play some big time golf tournaments out there, uh, in, in Tulsa. But, um, I hear what you're saying. You needed to just to, to spread your wings a little bit. And, and head to Waco, Texas. Now, how did this work? Jamie, walk us through it a little bit. You you put your name in the portal, and given your last season, I bet there was a tremendous amount of interest. How many different teams did you hear from? Um, I heard from a lot of people. Um, everyone was calling, you know. I didn't think I would, but I did, and um, it was really exciting. I felt like a high schooler again with the recruitment process. Yeah, and now walk me back to um, and, and and so walk me through a few of those. Who were a few of the teams that you, uh, the schools that you that you heard from? Who was Baylor in competition with? Oh, um, it was Texas, TCU, USC, Indiana, Washington, Auburn, Syracuse. Um, who else? Man. LSU. Oh, you did hear. I wondered if you heard from Baton Rouge. We happen to know somebody <laughs> at Baton Rouge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's familiar with you. She's coached against yes. you a little bit. So uh, that's a world that, you know, I bet your head was spinning. And like you say, it's fun. But in the portal, you got to make some pretty quick decisions. Uh, yes. Now, how, how long was it? How long have you been thinking this one over? Like, did you... Did you know pretty much at the end of the season, or how how long had you been kind of thinking about this, and when did you decide, okay, I'm actually going to get in the portal? How long ago was that? Um, I don't know. Uh, it's just, uh, I've been thinking about it. Not, it wasn't that long. 
Okay. I just knew that I wanted to get my master's degree. And uh, so every school that called, you know, I just looked at their master programs and see which one was interesting. And I seen the one that Baylor had, and I really liked it. Well, I like that. I like that. Academics, our academics, that makes me feel good as a Baylor graduate, uh, Jamie, that, our, that our, uh, our academics did stand out to you. Now, what, are you, what do you want to do? I know you have a, a, an interest in law enforcement. What will, uh, what will you do your graduate studies in? Um, so I'm deciding between educational psychology or social work. Ooh, okay. All, all of that. Um, yeah. Well, Baylor has an incredible uh, social work, uh, you know, some of that. I mean, all of those things, I think Baylor will be able to help you. So are you still interested? I saw on the uh, the official announcement Baylor put out, they put out some of the things about you, and it said you had a, uh, you had a, a strong interest in being a detective someday. Is that still something you're thinking about? Oh, for sure. Yeah, now that's interesting. Is that something, since you were um, really young, that you had an interest in, or did you take an interest in that? Like when you were when you got to Oklahoma State, how did that come about? Uh, no, my dad is actually a um, deputy with the Tulsa uh, County Sheriff's Department, and my my three of my sisters used to work there too. So I always had a passion for law, and um, I watched all the shows and everything. So I always been interested in it. Wow. So your family, if somebody wanted to, to ask you out on a date or whatever, that was that they had to be pretty intimidated with your dad, I bet. They, For uh, sure. <laughs> he For kept sure. a pretty <laughs> close eye on all of that. Talking to Jamie Asbury, who has just uh, made an uh, announcement that she is transferring to Baylor. All right, Jamie, basketball-wise, what was it? Um, uh, obviously, Baylor, hope, uh, it sounds like on the academic end, that really helped. But what, what, who did you kind of first hear from? Uh, I, I, I assume you've talked to Nikki Collin and, and got to hear from her. What, um, what about this staff stood out to you? Um, I don't know. Uh, it seems like a family, so I, and I would like to be a part of that family, really. Yeah, so they're building a family. And what was your take from, from playing against Baylor like Nalissa and Queen, and and some of these uh, some of the, your new teammates, because uh, that's interesting to go from hardcore competing with someone to being their teammate. What was your what were your opinions of them as you had competed against them? Nalissa uh, and Queen are really good, um, so you know I, I give them all the respect and being and being able to be their point guard here in a minute is going to be super fun. Okay, and, and walk it walk me through that a little bit. Um, you can play the off guard and you can play the point. What do you where do you uh, enjoy it the most? Do you do you kind of like to have it in your hands most of the time, the the true point, or do you feel like you're sort of someone who can do a little bit of everything guard wise? Um, really, anything that Coach Collin wants me to do, I'll do anything for her. She tells me to run through a brick wall. That's what I'm going to do. Um, I'll do anything for her. She's really nice and passionate about the game, so I'll do anything for her. And where did all this three-point shooting come from? Were you, were you a really good outside <laughs> shooter from the time you were a kid, or did that kind of happen as you got on into high school? Because you, uh, I think you're, you're basically you were one of the top at 42% from uh, three, and you shot a bunch of them. It's not like you didn't hit the minimum. You, you shot a bunch of them. 
Um, I mean, that's a really good percentage. When did you when did you start really loving that three point shot? Um, what really motivated me when I was in middle school, a lot of people said, Oh, she's just fast, she can't do nothing else. So, um, my dad was the head coach at my high school. So my freshman year, I would say I lived in the gym. Uh, I lived in a gym. Uh, my shot got better, um, and I continued to get better. And um, then this past season, you know, I just got my confidence back up again because, you know, I tore my ACL. So it, it took me a little while to get back to my high school self. And when I did, I just blossomed. Okay. And do you like the sort of Luca-type step back or Dame or whoever we decide to use as our example? Do you like – do you have the step back? Do you like the pull up? What do you? Uh, what what should we expect from you? Because I've I've seen I've seen you play before, but you've got to refresh me uh, the memory a little bit. How do you How do you like to set up your threes? Um. Anyway, I can do Dame, Luca, <laughs> Jamie Asbury. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Luca. Right. Now, who Who do you? Is there anybody in the WNBA or the NBA that you love watching that uh, you've almost tried to maybe? Uh, pattern some of your game or taking a few moves away from any of those type players? Um, I know she's only a little bit older than me, but I really enjoy watching Kennedy Carter uh, when she was at Texas A&M. I watched her a lot. And as far as the NBA, Russell Westbrook has always been my number one point guard. But uh, John Moran has my attention right now. But Russell Westbrook, like, no one will ever top him in my opinion. That's interesting. Russell, who's not as good a three-point shooter as you, but you must love his end-to-end, just the fact that he never backs down. He, never. He brings a, yeah, he brings a great attitude. I mean, his attitude, some people don't like his attitude. I do. But um, <laughs> you, you saw him recently, didn't you? He had like, I think he had 21 rebounds, 14 assists, and about 18 points exactly. or something like that. <laughs> do, you, uh, exactly. do, you hit the bo- do you hit the boards like that as a guard? It depends. <laughs> <laughs> you might, you to, might get a good six out of me, but I don't, I don't know about 21. Yeah, yeah, 21 seems a little extreme. We won't ask that yes. much of you, okay? I just, okay. You just keep knocking down those threes. It's, it's interesting um, talking to Jamie Asbury, uh, who's just joined the Lady Bears. That was an area, Jamie, that this team has kind of needed. They, you know, Dijonet could hit the three. Uh, Moon could shoot it at times, but I would say they didn't have – they had a lot, but they didn't have the consistent three-point shooting. So I think um, I think that's going to be a tremendous fit. Is that something they brought up with you? Um, yes, shoot the ball, uh, get in the gym, get up a lot of shots, and that's what I've been doing. All right. Now, is your dad, was he a, uh, a pretty good, it sounds like he's a coach and law enforcement guy. Was he a pretty good athlete himself? Did did he play uh, some yes. ball? Did, yes, is he, he from was Tulsa? good, but I'm definitely better than him, so. <laughs> we'll make sure he hears this. We'll send this yes. out. <laughs> when, when when was the first time you could beat him in in uh, in, in driveway hoops? Uh, after he had surgery on his back. Oh, you needed some. You needed an injury to your dad to, to yeah, break through. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Um, this is going to be, this is going to be exciting, and uh, I think you will. Uh, you know, I Waco's not. I mean, Stillwater's kind of a neat place, actually. So, I mean, I'm sure you'll miss some things about it, but you'll. It'll be fun. You'll get to see what Texas is like. 
and uh, you'll be close to big cities and all that kind of thing. So uh, we're uh, we're excited to have you, Jamie. And uh, when how does that work? When do you uh, when will you report to campus and and kind of get all that rolling? Um, I'm still trying to figure all that out. Uh, I'm still enrolled in some summer classes at OSU, so we're planning on July, uh, but it might it may be August. Okay. All right. We'll be patient. We'll be patient. Want to get you moved in and and uh, and get you acclimated uh, to Waco. And I think uh, and that'll be kind of cool. This new coach uh, obviously has WNBA ties, and I would assume that's something you might be interested in at some point, as as much success as you've had. But uh, all right. Well, listen. Uh, great to visit with you, and uh, congratulations. And uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Make sure your dad listens to this. I want him to hear how you were uh, how you're beating up on him. <laughs> all right. There, there she goes. Jamie Asbury, the newest Lady Bear, going to be a uh, three point shooting artist and handles the ball as well. Can play point. Can play off the ball. Whatever they need. So I think it'll be a very nice situation. Sarah Andrews, some of these other guards that Baylor has, I think she'll fit in very nicely. All right, it is time uh, to uh, talk a little NBA. We brought it up a little bit. There's a lot of stuff going on, and uh, we've got an NBA talk at, uh, at, at 340 with Eddie Sefko, longtime Mavericks beat man, beat writer. But uh, right now, I want to update you on something going on with a Baylor Bear uh, at the uh, – at the U.S. Women's Open. This is, this is shocking and very exciting. We'll discuss it next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. We'll see mostly cloudy skies tonight with a 40% chance for a shower or thunderstorm. Low temperatures will bottom out around 67 degrees. Tomorrow, more or less the same, mostly cloudy skies with a 50% chance of a shower or thunderstorm with temperatures reaching around 79 degrees. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 530, 6 and 9 for your forecast first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Hey, it's Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. Exceptional experience, extraordinary results. 
That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry, trial lawyers with over 100 years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry now has an office in Waco managed by local attorney Craig Cherry. Craig is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. If you need a lawyer that has exceptional experience and provides extraordinary results for clients, call them in Waco, 254-651-3690. Again, that's 254-651-3690. You can also visit the website and learn more about the firm at www.swclaw.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Wines with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. The USFL announced yesterday it will return to play in the spring of 2022, four decades after the league folded. Two games in the NBA playoffs tonight Denver at Portland with the Nuggets leading that series 3 2, and the Lakers are facing elimination hosting the Suns tonight. The Suns have a 3 2 lead in that series. Rangers are trying to turn things around, taking on the Rockies this afternoon, and you can hear that game on kicker 1590 AM. Astros also with an afternoon game, hosting the Red Sox. Astros carrying a four-game winning streak. MCC continues their Junior College World Series tonight, taking on Crowder. First pitch at 8.30, and you can hear that game on Bob FM 104.9. Sports Center. Every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley show here off alongside. A lot to get to. Got some NBA coming up. And uh, that was fun talking to uh, Jamie Asbury, the newest uh, Lady Bear, and Nikki Collins. First, did you hear that? Did you hear that, Garrett? She, I was wondering if she would get there. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. naming all those schools, and then did get around to LSU. Kim Mulkey did come calling for the sharpshooter from Oklahoma State, and um, the decision was made to transfer over there and play for the Bears. From Oklahoma State, I mean, 17 points per game last season, uh, 42% from three, really, really big-time player. And uh, Jamie Asbury, I, I kind of sense that she's going to be, again, I need to look uh Garrett, what was that? Did they list her height? Did you see that? Five, take, five. Take a peek at, okay, okay. So, now they were listing Moon. At around that, but there was no way Moon was that tall. So she may be kind of a mighty mite, a little bit like Moon. But, man, can she hit the three. I mean, she's one of the best three-point shooters in the conference. So this will be exciting to get her in there. All right, there's, a, there's been another story unfolding, speaking of women's sports. And there's a player, and I, I just really think – uh, a lot of this player, because I've kind of kept up with the Baylor women's golf this year, and and uh, they they did really well, but they didn't quite make it to the oh the match play part of the NCAA tournament. This team was really deep enough and talented enough to challenge, and they just didn't quite get there. But they had a really rough opening round, and they fought back like crazy, and actually had a nice season. 
But Gurleen Core did not have the start she wanted. She's the best player on this Baylor team. She and Britta Snyder on a really stacked team. So I was just kind of excited to hear that she had qualified for the U.S. Women's Open. I thought that's that'll be cool. See how she you know see how she performs out there. And um, I start taking a peek today, Garrett, and <laughs> throughout much of the morning. She was leading. She was leading the U.S. Women's Open, but it was early. It was really early, and I thought, okay, I mean, that's not going to hold up. Um, well, then, even later in the round, she was still tied for third. One point, she was tied for fifth. I mean, this is the this is the the great the greatest tournament basically in all of women's professional golf. All the greats from the LPGA are out there. The Corda, the famous Corda sisters, K O R D A. Everybody's out there. And so I start looking at this thing, and she started, I don't know why, they started on number nine. That makes no sense to me, but they did. And because usually you start, sometimes they'll start like on the back nine, and then they'll play the front nine. You don't ever start like on the ninth hole, but for whatever reason they did. Well, she she played, so she plays that, and then she she, she opens with a bogey. And then she goes birdie on 10, birdie on 12, birdie on 15 to get it to two under, bogey on 17. So she makes it at one point, one under was tied for third in this thing. Now she finally, she, so she played the front nine last, the front eight, I should say, because she started on number nine. Again, I know that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't to me either. But in this tournament, for whatever reason, that's how they handled it. Uh, at least that's the way I've been watching on my scorecard all day. And she starts the the front, which was actually her back nine, with a birdie. Then she finally has a couple of bogeys and, and, and then another birdie follow with a bogey, sadly, on her closing hole. So um, I'm just sort of it's 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 really amazing uh, that she has spent much of the. Uh, tournament up there that high now interesting um let's see let's see where she is right now she finished with a 71 and um we'll just keep looking at this leaderboard last i saw that had her down okay she's tied for 10th she's tied for 10th as an amateur this is this is crazy i'm looking around to see like where the next best amateur is because in women's golf, there are some great young players that come straight out of college and are ready to uh, challenge, but I'm not seeing anything. I mean, I'm, I, I'm looking way down the list here, and I'm not – okay, there's one. Claire Choi tied for 47th was three over today through 10. She's three over to 10. So what I'm telling you, Garrett, is she stepped into the U.S. Women's Open – this is the greatest tournament for women's golf. And she just decided, you know what? I'm I'm going to hang up here. I'm going to hang out all day in the top five. And so, unfortunately, she finished with a couple of bogeys. So she's tied for 10th. Now, again, some people are just now kind of getting going this afternoon. Um, there are people that have only played. I'm looking. I'm looking. So, anyway, this will change throughout the day. But but what she did, no matter where she ends up today, and again, depending on how some of these players go today, 
she could that score she could move up or down because some of these women are still out on the course. I'm looking. There's somebody tied for fourth right now that's through ten holes. Somebody through fourteen. Uh, there's a there's someone. Okay, so bottom line is Garrett Ross. I know your golf is not your thing, right? But you're getting more into it. I'm trying. What I would tell you is that for a young woman from Baylor who's just finished up her senior year, and I'd have to look. She may be able to have another season, <laughs> although if she keeps playing like this. I don't think she will. I don't know if, honestly, she gets another season at Baylor or she she gets a chance to do that. We'll see because some of the uh, sports, obviously, spring sports, they got an additional year. So we'll check on that. But she's basically a senior at Baylor, and she is tied for 10th in the U.S. Women's Open. Garrett, I would just tell you, as a guy who's covered a lot of golf and loves golf, this is highly, highly, highly unusual. And the only time it occasionally happens, sometimes an amateur occasionally, like after the first round at the Masters or something, will be hanging around like the top 20 or something. Mm. So it, it, you've got to be like a great college golfer and still have your amateur status, and even then it rarely happens. So this is, this is, this is ridiculous. Like we can't uh, – I can't stress this one enough. So, Garrett, I just wanted you to know – that what we are witnessing and what we witnessed today, and finally on that on her back nine, I, it, who knows? Maybe she woke up and realized, oh, my gosh, I'm in the top five in the U.S. Women's Open. But still, she had four bogeys and two birdies. There's no problem with that. At a U.S. Open with enormously high grass, rough, very narrow fairways, they make these things impossible. And interestingly, the, the, the few holes she had problems with today were par fives. And, Garrett, what that means is she, for whatever reason, um, sometimes in a, in a U.S. Open like this, they'll make those par fives extremely long, longer than what they're used to playing. And so Gerline, I, I don't know, I, I assume Gerline hits it a long way. I've just always kind of thought that um, because she just seems like um, – from the scores she has, I assume she hit the ball a long way. But that's tough to walk out from college golf and suddenly be in the top ten U.S. women's golf. So I would just say the Baylor family, Garrett, should be extremely excited to have a young lady competing in the U.S. women's open. Even just to be in the field is an honor. To finish the day tied for tenth is, is like beyond crazy. I'm just I, I, that's that's all I'll say. I, I mean, it's like e- even like even if she had won the NCAA golf title, I would be sitting here going, "This is crazy." Well, she didn't. She had a rough opening round and didn't even have the greatest of tournaments at the NCAA's. And she's gone out against the greatest women in the world, and she's putting it to them. She is absolutely going toe to toe with them. So. Anyway, Garrett, I just felt like I needed to really drive home the point that this is a big deal. No, it is. I mean, it, look, if if that's her ultimate goal, right, to be a professional golfer, then this is the best stage. This is the best opportunity to capitalize mm-hmm. on. And she's going out and handling business. And, I mean, Baylor people should be very proud of her. Yeah, it's, uh, it is a remarkable deal. 
that is happening. Now, other Baylor news today. And 340, by the way, if you like the Mavericks, if you like the NBA, boy, you're going to like you're going to like this. By the way, if you like our our title sponsor, Central National Bank, our presenting sponsor, what an incredible job they do. Garrett, have you noticed the beautiful graphics that we have for all our guests? I love them. They're awesome. Well, that's courtesy of Central National Bank. Brian Fonville, Executive Vice President over there. Uh, Joe Nesbitt, the Nesbitt family. It's a local bank with locations, uh, two locations in Waco, one in Temple, and one in Austin, and it's an incredible bank. So, anyway, we just, our association with them, we appreciate it so much. And uh, I felt like... I wanted to uh, I wanted to mention that. Now, one other thing I wanted to say to you, Garrett uh, Baylor wise, Andy Thomas, our buddy who was on the on with us recently, right mm-hmm. before the NCAA tur- the uh, the Big Twelve tournament, Andy r- had a great season for the Bears, and he was named today as an All American catcher. Okay, that's that's it. Doesn't matter first, second, third team. What matters is if you're named All American. And this – Baylor went from like 2000 – I was looking at that. They went almost from like 2002 to – there was like a 10-year stretch. or, or And there, there, was, there have been big stretches where they didn't have an All-American because that's hard to do. Right. Even when you have good teams, you don't always have like one breakout crazy – like Kelly Shopik was a breakout first-team All-American for Baylor back in like, oh, my gosh – Let's call it 1999, 1998, you know, somewhere back then. But Baylor's ha- been fortunate enough to have some lately. And um, uh, Langoliers was one of them. I think he was second team All-America. And Andy, Th- and Andy Thomas had uh, uh, the Baylor's catcher just got named All-America. Very, very cool. And since I just brought up Langoliers, um, he – He's in the Braves organization. He was the ninth overall pick in 2019. And last night for the Mississippi Braves, double A, um, Garrett, he hit three home runs. So um, we got to get Langoliers back on here at some point. Yeah. yeah, I can't believe that was the first time he hit three in his career. Well, I, I would say, Garrett, that's. That's almost like a hole in one or something. That's that's I mean, even for great great players, you'll go your whole careers. I'm talking about big time major league baseball stars without hitting three in a game. Now again, did he do it maybe in little league or something? Who knows? But to in double A at that high a level to send three bombs out of there. And who was that? The what are they? The Mississippi Braves. Yes. I feel like the Mississippi Braves play out of uh, um, Biloxi, I think. But uh, anyway, they, he he hit he hit three of them in one game. So I, I would say pretty uh, pretty incredible feat there by the former Bears. So a lot of Baylor Bears doing some great things today, and we'll keep you posted uh, as far as Gurleen Core. You make sure, Garrett. Will you make sure that Tom? I know you you help put that show together every right. day. Tom Barfield on Game Time. I I want a lot of Gurleen Core mentions today. Would okay. you Would you mind Make making that happen. that happen for me? All right, all right. Where does Barfield play his golf? Do oh, you know Garrett? Probably does Cottonwood. He, he... He's always over at Cottonwood. Golly, I used to be out there at Conley. I'd play Conley when I was at Baylor. 
I'd drive out to Conley, and then I'd go out to, uh, then I'd make it out to, um, golly, what was the, what was Lake, uh, Lake, Battle Lake. Oh, out Battle by Mark? Lake. Yeah. Yeah, out there in Mark direction. Boy, we had a lot of good times out there at Battle Lake. All right, uh, it is Mosley and Ross with you, and uh, we will be with you until uh, 3.55. We're going to be very, ex- extremely <laughs> timely today. Uh, but next, we're going to have the uh, longtime beat writer for the uh, for the Dallas Mavs, uh, for the Dallas Morning News, and that is my old friend from the Morning News, Eddie Sefko, joins us to talk about the Dallas Mavericks in that incredible game last night. He's next. Recently on the John Moore Show. Thought about this and told a couple people in the press box yesterday. People have asked, man, what's it like to do a national championship game? What's mm-hmm. that like? And I said, it's great. I mean, there's nothing like that uh, professionally. I said, but you know what? You've got to do a lot of Baylor Prairie View A&M games before you get to a national championship game. And then last night, I found myself sitting there doing Baylor and Prairie View A&M. Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Here on ESPN Central Texas. Have you heard about the new quesadilla? That's right, quesadilla. Their hottest new food in the country and way cool tacos and tamales at Union Hall is the place to get them. Delicious, savory braised beef on a bed of cheese and corn tortilla. Grilled crispy with onions and cilantro and served with a consomme dipping sauce. Way cool tacos in Union Hall, handcrafted with love and inspired by their family's generations of Tex-Mex recipes. Located in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue in Waco. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a Thai manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco, to apply. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. The Real Texas Gun Show, Saturday, June 5th and Sunday, June 6th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the place where small mom and pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the show. The Real Texas Gun Show has more than just guns. You'll find preppers, survivalist supplies and equipment, hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and so much more. So head on down to the Real Texas Gun Show, June 5th, 9 to 5, and June 6th, 10 to 4 at the Harker Heights Event Center. Being a letter carrier and walking 20,000 steps, which equals up to about 10 miles a day, it's tough. I really didn't have feet problems, I had back problems. 
I had had as many epidurals that I could possibly have in one year. That was scary. Well, I'd been delivering letters to the Good Feet store for over six years, and the expert there finally convinced me to try their arch supports. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Keith actually live the life they love without their feet getting in the way. The people at the Good Feet store really educated me about what the arch supports could actually do, and lo and behold, I have no more back problems. The future I can see now, I couldn't see it before. Where I would be without them, I have no clue. I'm Keith, and that's my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. The Good Feet store in Waco, located near Cabela's, ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. The USFL announced yesterday it will return to play in the spring of 2022, four decades after the league folded. Two games in the NBA playoffs tonight, Denver at Portland with the Nuggets leading that series 3-2, and the Lakers are facing elimination hosting the Suns tonight. The Suns have a 3-2 lead in that series. Rangers are trying to turn things around, taking on the Rockies this afternoon, and you can hear that game on Kicker 1590 AM. Astros also with an afternoon game, hosting the Red Sox. Astros carrying a four-game winning streak. MCC continues their Junior College World Series tonight, taking on Crowder. First pitch at 8.30, and you can hear that game on Bob FM 104.9. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. All right. Talking a little Mavs. Had that note on uh, Gurleen Core. Just let me know. Uh, let me know, Garrett, when we have our we'll have our guy on the line here. Um, we are. Re- oh, good. Well, I, I kept asking you. Oh, my goodness. Eddie Shefko, my longtime friend for the Dallas Morning News. Eddie, I was just uh, good to have you. I was just telling, uh, I was just talking about it. A Baylor senior is in the top ten, uh, a female golfer, obviously, because it's the U.S. Women's Open. But I, you know, you having covered golf for a lot of years, I think have a have a, a an understanding of how amazing something like that is. Uh, someone to step off the course from playing college golf, and she spent most of the day. Her name is Gerline Core, Eddie. You'll have to be watching for her. But she spent most of the day in the top five, finally made a couple of bogeys, and finished even and is tied for 10th in the U.S. Women's Open right now. I'd, I'd say that's a, that's a pretty good day for a college senior. Uh, anybody who goes into that environment uh, where the USGA always kind of, I won't say they try to embarrass golfers, but they try to make it really, really hard on them and, uh, and, and, and has – a uh, little to no professional experience. That's amazing. I mean, that's just flat out amazing. Because uh, you know, even the ninety percent of the pros that are there aren't doing as well as, uh, as she is. So you know, that that's you know, obviously a bright future ahead for for uh, for that kid. I guess not a yeah. kid at twenty twenty two. Yeah, I, I and I gotta wonder. I, I think we were hoping at Baylor to get her for another year. And now, if she finish, if she keeps doing this, she might go ahead and. and uh, Head out on the L, you know LPGA. 
Uh, Eddie, this is uh, this series has been. I I, I keep hearing Bar- uh, Kenny and Barkley and those guys talk about that 2000 series, um, or no, was it 95 series, wasn't it? San Antonio and the Rockets, as you know, making the comparison to the the road games being like this. There's not much to compare it to. Were you? I'm trying to think back. Were you still uh, in Houston? At that point, and um, and and do you have some memories of uh, of that particular series? Well, that was right right in my wheelhouse. Absolutely. Uh, wow. I was covering the I was covering the uh, Rockets back then, and uh, and good times were those, by the way. Uh, yeah. And you know, some things are just like this. I mean, uh, a series gets going kind of wonky, and then and, all, and then all of a sudden. Nobody can win at home, and the, and this year, I mean, it was a little bit more understandable, I guess, with the minimum limited fans, at least for the first, uh, you know, for the, early in the series. And, and LA still doesn't have but uh, six or seven thousand fans at their game. So, uh, but still, somebody win a bleeping home game. Come on, <laughs> I mean, this is this thing is, I mean, it, it, you know, it just takes one first team to win at home is going to win this thing. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I, the Mavericks, you know, they just, they, they, to be honest with you, they've never been a great home team, uh, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, it's not because their fans aren't great. They, they, they get loud, they get, uh, you know, behind their team and they, and they always look for a reason to give them uh, some extra boost of energy, but sometimes it just doesn't happen with the, with the team. So, uh, I, I suggested going to stay in the hotel tonight and treat it like a real road game, but I, I don't think Rick. <laughs> Uh, it's going to take my advice. Does Carlisle not do what you tell him to, Eddie? After all these years that y'all spent together on the road and everything, I would think uh, I would think Rick would listen to you a little bit on that thing. Well, once in a while he'll listen to a, a, a good uh, album or a CD or m- digital music or whatever we want to call it this week. Uh, you know, on uh, once once in a while I can turn him on to some good music or a restaurant, but uh, when it comes to basketball, not so much. <laughs> what um, what did you make of the the big lineup, which was uh, apparently I, I, somebody did the note that it, it went back to an old Mavs team with, um, I think, Sean Bradley, uh, French might have been on that team. Dirk was obviously in the lineup. It was like the biggest lineup in NBA for like 20 years or something crazy. What um, When you first saw that was going to be a starting lineup, did you think, uh, this seems a little tricked up, or what was your what was your take on it? Well, uh, first of all, it, it, what was what they were using in games three and four didn't work. It wasn't working, so they had to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it apparently wasn't that big of a surprise if you know basketball, which none of us really do, but we try to at least keep up as much as we can. Mm-hmm. And because uh, Ty, Ty, Ty Lue, the uh, Clippers coach. He said uh, in his pregame deal, he said, well, you know, we kind of expect them to start Boban and then and, and go big and do this and do that. And he was pretty much spot on. So uh, <laughs> these, these chess matches, a lot of times the, the, the other coach is already a move or two ahead and certainly uh, several moves ahead of the general public. But, uh, you know, it's been a, it, it was a good move. It worked. I don't know if it'll work again or if uh, Rick maybe has something else. Maybe Dwight Powell ends up in the starting lineup for game six. Uh but the one guy that you kind of have to tip your hat to, and this is going to sound crazy, don't don't laugh at me, Matt. But Kristaps Porzingis, uh, who has you know been a kind of a wallflower at times in this 
series has actually played a pretty big role. Uh, I mean, they are determined not to let him get shots. He only got six of them last night. And uh, as I wrote on Maz.com uh, today, uh, he's, you know, he's got to sacrifice a lot of ego and willpower and, 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 and just, you know, just being able to say, okay, this is not my kind of series right now. Now, if they go against Utah and he's matched up against Rudy Gobert, look out, he's going to have a nice series. But right now, this this is not the kind of series where he's going to have to be the focal point of offensively at, at any point. And then, of course, he comes up and hits the big three-pointer uh, late in the game last night. So uh, he patience and, and having a little sacrifice, uh, you know, self-sacrifice and, and the right attitude about it has been really yeah. big for this team coming coming from him. You may have noticed on Twitter he's taken a lot of heat. We're talking to uh, Eddie Sefko. He's not taking heat on Twitter, talking about Chris Stapps Porzingis. But Eddie uh, is Mavs.com, my longtime colleague at the Dallas Morning News, has covered these things for a long time. Eddie, because of what he makes, uh, because of that max salary and being nicknamed the unicorn, it's just he seems to take, uh, maybe it's unfair, but a, a huge amount of scorn. Um, and some of it's deserved because he's not getting it done. But, um, boy, to your point, wasn't it weird to see him through stretches of that game last night almost kind of over there in the corner, and they were guarding him. I mean, they were standing, had somebody assigned to him. But it was kind of like he was not – when you say wallflower, that's the right word for it. He, he, it was just like, go stand over there, and, and then he just kind of had a, 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 the best seat at the house for what Luca was doing. So – uh, you're right. It's just weird to see someone that we kind of still tr- think of as a, po- a superstar be relegated to such a kind of a role player type type uh, status. It is, and and uh, you know, he, I can see where if you're making uh, you know, the four year, hundred and fifty million dollar contract, and, and you're expecting big things out of yourself. Uh, and as are the fans and and the Mavericks too. They didn't assign him to this thing uh, without expecting to get a, a good a good return on their investment. But he, I mean, sometimes I mean it's got to be for the good of the team. And and Carlisle is willing to to let let Porzingis sit over there and and be kind of the the decoy. Although Rick would never use that word, but. Uh, and then allow the other four to go four on four, and that opens up a whole chunk of four space for Luca and, and other guys. Jalen Brunson has not had a great series, but you know he there is still time. This kid could break out at any time and, and get to the basket if, if the Clippers keep uh, falling into this and, and keep spreading the floor and, and taking defenders away from the rim. So uh, it, it's a it, it is a chess match, but. You know, uh, Porzingis is, and and some of it's rightfully so. By the way, with uh, the the flack that he catches, because mm-hmm. I mean he's got the big contract, and and he has been hurt. He has not proven that he can stay on the court for a uh, for a season. And uh, until he does that, it's going to be you know uh, an open uh, discussion about whether or not uh, the Mavericks did the right thing by by eating up so much cap space for him. Well, it sure seems like when you talk about some of these other players, though, like Hardaway Jr., when as he goes, now it's obviously Luca. I mean, but first of all, we should talk about Luca for a second. Thirty, what was it, uh, Eddie? Was it thirty-one out of thirty-seven? Either made the shot or assisted on it. 
I mean, you covered Kidd. You you covered uh, Jason Kidd. You saw him through his first run. Then you saw him through his second run through Dallas. I mean, is there any – I mean, I, to me, that's about – there's not many people to compare that level of doing everything. But, but it was one of those games where they're just like, you know what, we're going to get on your back, and we need you to get us wherever we're going to be. And, I mean, Eddie, I, I know you almost run out of things to say about this kid already, but he's 22 years old. It, it, do you almost every game come up with some kind of new thing that almost shocks you about a, a, a guy like this? Well, in, in every way except, I mean, he's not ever going to be the most athletic guy on the court. That's just mm-hmm. not his style, mm-hmm. but neither was Jason Kidd. Uh, so what you have to realize, though, is that he's a next-level thinker. I mean, at 22, usually it takes 10 years to get to – uh, in the league to get to a point where you know what's coming, you you can read plays and know what's going to happen before they happen, and and you know tendencies of, of guys on the other teams and all of that. Luke has already got all that. He knows he knows what he's looking at and he knows how to beat it, and he's daring you to try to stop it. And short of running two or three guys at at him, which I by the way I think the Clippers will do at times uh, tomorrow night. Uh, you're, you're going to have to take your take your you know pick your poison and take your chances against him because he's too good uh, when he penetrates. If he gets you on his uh, hip, you know you're dead. Uh, if if he goes left and you give him just a sliver of daylight, he's stepping back and he's got a wide open three pointer. Even if you think you're lunging at him, uh, he still he's got such a good view of the basket. And then of course when he drives, he can kick and find guys. And and by the way, it's real easy to find out when one of his teammates is screwed up because when that pass goes out and the guy isn't there, it's usually the guy is in the wrong spot. Not that the pass went to the wrong spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's almost like the only thing that, that shows us that he's a mere mortal is, is missing those free throws from time to time. And he was better last night, obviously, but it's like, it's almost like the Lord has to take one thing away from, from somebody, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that uh, uh, yeah, and he's been pretty miserable uh, from the line. Is I mean, his three point shooting is as good as his free throw shooting. Go figure. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's an amazing thing. Well, Eddie, appreciate it. Love your coverage, Mavs dot com, and for many years, obviously the Dallas Morning News. And um, I did think about you when Kenny the Jet was sitting there talking about that ninety five, and I it, it dawned on me. I said, I bet Sefco was in the middle of all that, and sure enough, you were. And uh, and by the way, Barkley did not show up last night. Did you notice that Barkley? Um, and and who, he just must have had the night off. But he had said this series was over. Mavs wouldn't win another game. So I think we were all wishing he was on the set to 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 see him take his uh, take his beating because uh, it's always funny to watch that. Oh, I, I think Ernie and the gang will let him know about that uh, next time he's on it. <laughs> I mean, I guess last night was his night to go to the clubs and. Uh, Draymond sat in for him, so uh, yeah, you're right. It'll be interesting <laughs> to see what he says. All right, well, appreciate it, Eddie. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, Matt. You bet, Eddie Sefko, Mavs.com. You can read him many years. Dallas Morning News beat writer for the Mavs, and then back in the day, covered the Rockets at the Houston Chronicle. So uh, he's had a uh, quite a career. All right, it is um, it is time for. The, the Barfield experience, alongside Garrett Ross, it's game time. And you never know what these guys will have in store. But uh, I would imagine they'll be reacting to a tough loss, tough softball loss last night for uh, Crawford. We'll, uh, 
we will uh, hear a lot about that in the next couple of hours. Garrett, appreciate you, buddy. Thanks, Matt. There he goes, Garrett Ross. That's Mosley. Uh, we will be uh, back with you tomorrow at 3 o'clock straight up. Good night.